Happy Easter. It is Resurrection Sunday and countless people um, all across this world are gathered together, have already gathered together to celebrate that Christ is alive. He's not dead. He's not sealed away in a tomb, but he is alive and risen today. And it's interesting that in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says that without the resurrection, if, if, if Christ had not risen, then our faith is useless. It's, it's baseless. There is no foundation for it to stand on what we preach, what we teach, what we believe is useless and we're wasting our time. But then he says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20, Christ is alive. He has risen from the dead. And because he is alive and alive today, we know that there is a day coming where God says that there will be a blast of a trumpet sound and he will call all of those that are in Christ, both that are alive and dead, um, he will call us home to be united with Christ. That's, it's a hope that we call a blessed hope. That because he is alive, that he has conquered death, that we know we don't have to fear death. We know that a day is coming when for those of us who are alive and in Christ and have accepted him as savior of our lives, that we'll be united with him. And we know that our friends and loved ones and strangers that um, have died, but also made Lord, made Jesus Lord of their life, that when that trumpet sounds, that they will arise from the grave just as Christ did, and they will be united with him. Um, I'll see my papa and my grandma and so many others again that uh, they're no longer here, but I have that hope that because of the resurrection, I know that I'll be united with them again one day. The resurrection assures us of this truth, that this is a reality for us. We don't have to fear death. The resurrection also validates that Jesus was, he is the Messiah, the Son of God. It validates that truth, but it, but it also did something that is relevant for us today, right now, right now in this very moment we're in. Um, the Bible tells us that when Jesus died, he's hanging on the cross, he takes his last breath and he utters those famous words, it is finished. The Bible tells us that the ground shook, the, the earth quaked, and it says that the veil, that huge curtain that was in the temple that separated man from God's presence, says that when he died, the veil was ripped from the top to the bottom, giving us access to his presence. But here's the thing. If Jesus is dead, not alive, and our Christian faith is useless, then wouldn't also access to his presence be useless? If, if he's not there, what good does it do us to enter into a place where there is no presence? It's, it's useless, there's, there's no value in it, but since he's alive, because of the resurrection, 
we have access to a real and present God right now in this very moment, wherever you're at. You have access to his presence right now. Your prayers don't have to travel billions of miles to reach the ears of Christ. When you utter them, either out loud or under your breath or even silently, when you utter your prayers and, and, and you call out to Christ, they fall upon his ears instantaneously right now, right then in that moment. That's how close he is. You know, sometimes I don't know that we grasp the magnitude of this reality. I mean, think about this. Maybe right now, maybe you're sitting at home. And look, look to a room in your home right now. And imagine walking over to that room, knowing that Christ is in that room. What would you, what would you be thinking? What, what would you feel? I mean, really imagine. What, what would the anticipation be like to open the door and walk in and to see him there? What would you, what would you say? What would you ask him? What would you want him to say? What would you hope that he would reveal to you? You know, the famous song, I Can Only Imagine, Bart Miller wrote in that song, Will I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. Imagine being able to open a door and sit down with the Son of the living God. See, our truth, our reality today, right now, is that we don't have to imagine that. We, we don't have to walk over to a, a door and open it. We don't wait in a line. We don't, it's not like going to a restaurant and they hand you the buzzer and you wait for it to light up and vibrate and now your table's ready and you can come sit down with the King of Kings and Lords of Lords. That's not how it works for us. That's not our truth as believers in Christ. Right now in this stool, where I'm sitting right now on this stool, I call call on his name and he's here right now and I can spend time with with Jesus and I, I can I can share the share whatever I feel feel the need to share I can sit still and listen and wait for him to speak to me and minister to me I can open up his word and allow him just to pour into me through his word that is our truth and it is a truth because he is alive and he's not in a grave today Without the resurrection, our access has no value. But thank God he made a way for us to be able to step in and be intimate with him, close to him and near to him. And I want to I want to wrap up and wind down with this with this question, this challenge. And I want to share just something from the word. But my question, my challenge is. What are you doing with the truth of the resurrection and that Christ is alive today. What are you doing with that reality? In Luke 24, two of the followers of Christ are traveling from Jerusalem to a town called Emmaus. 
and it was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they're on this road and they're walking. And out of nowhere, Jesus shows up, but he hides his identity. They don't have a clue that it's Jesus. For all they know, it's, it is to them some stranger. And Jesus shows up and begins walking with them. And he says, what are you, what are you talking about so intently? And their response is, where have you been? Are you the only one in all of Jerusalem that has no clue what's been going on? Now catch this in Luke 24, verse 22 and 23. The Bible says that these men, they say that women, when they're telling Jesus everything that had gone on, not knowing it was Jesus, the Bible says that they tell Jesus that some women had gone to the tomb, found it empty, and an angel appeared and told them that Jesus was alive. Now, I would think, I, I, I would assume that with this news, that as they're traveling and they're talking, there would be um, maybe their countenance, their, their, what you could see in terms of their expressions would show some sort of excitement, maybe anticipation, maybe even some sort of joy. But the Bible actually tells us when you're reading through Luke 24 that they were sad. Even though they had heard this news, they're still sad, they're still broken, they're still in despair, they're still confused. They heard the news, but for some reason, we have no indication that they thought there was any truth to it, at least in that moment, right? That why else would they still be sad and in despair? And if we fast forward to the end of the story, these men asked Jesus to stay to come in. So Jesus goes in and they have some dialogue and while Jesus is sitting with them at the table, he breaks bread and as soon as he breaks bread, his identity is revealed to them and they then know that they were sitting at a table with Christ. And then Jesus vanishes, he's gone. Now listen to what they say after Jesus vanishes in verse 32 through verse 36 in Luke 24. They say, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. And there they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them and they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And then just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly is standing there among them. They go from hurt, broken, confused, sad, in despair to We've got to get up and get back to Jerusalem now, right now. We've just journeyed seven miles on foot. We've got to go back now. And the Bible says that they were there within an hour. Seven miles in an hour. They were moving. They were in a hurry. They were energized. They were excited. What changed? The presence of a risen Savior. That's what changed. That's the difference. And I go back to the question, the challenge. 
What are you dealing with the reality that Christ is alive and you have access to his presence right now? When is the last time you spent, you spent time in the presence of Jesus? Let, let's go deeper than uttering a prayer in a hurry. T take, it, take it further than um, a routine prayer that maybe you say in the morning or night, something that falls into, the into a routine. When is the last time But you opened the door and you walked in and you just sat down with Christ and spent time with the risen Savior. Do, do you remember those moments? Do you remember that time? Did your heart burn as, he, as you spent time with Him and as He fellowshiped with you? Were, you? were you full of excitement? Did your countenance change between the moment before you entered into His presence and then while you were in His presence? Did, did, did your attitude change? Did things change? What was it like? And if you haven't, if, you, if you've never experienced that, that's the power and the impact of the resurrection for us as believers in Christ today. We don't have to wait for Jesus to show up with us on our journey. We, we don't have to call in and make an appointment. We, we don't have to wait for someone to come in and say, okay, he can see you now. I've, I've, I've got news for you. There's been a cancellation, and He's available right now. He's available to you right now. So my challenge is, when you think about the resurrection of Christ and that you are following a risen Savior, serving a risen Savior, don't take for granted, don't lose sight that what that means for us today is that we actually get to step into His presence and fellowship with Him. I don't know about you, but I know for me, there have been times where I have put everything to the side and I've just shut everything out and I've spent time with Christ and I've needed something and He's ministered to me. There have been times where I've stepped in to his presence, seeking His presence with no agenda at all. And He's just done something special that was out of the ordinary, unexpected. Only a risen, only a risen Christ can do that. And He's available to you right now because He is alive and He's no longer in a tomb. That is the significance of Easter. We have a hope like no other. We have access to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords right now. Lord, we thank you for this Easter. This time that we, we, we place, we, we put everything else aside and we place our attention and our focus on the truth and the reality that you rose from the dead. You validated that you are the one true Son of God. You assured us that we don't have to fear death because we have a hope that as if we are in Christ, if we have made you Lord, that one day, that not even the grave could keep us from being united with you. 
for all of eternity in heaven. And Lord, we thank you that we have access to your presence right now in a real and meaningful and impactful way. Lord, thank you for what you've done. And we give you all praise and all that you have done and continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out this video and have a blessed and happy Easter.